No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I'm in here with a guy who comes highly recommended. Fascinating story. K Frog is in the building. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. How about yourself? Excellent. 1090 Jake told me that you were like the interview that I had to do. Like he 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 got the opportunity to recommend one person and he said you. Yeah, real now. I fought with 1090 Jake. You do? Yeah. I thought you guys didn't technically get along. Where's that? I mean, at? we just don't speak like that, but I'm just adjusting slightly. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't speak like that, but I ain't got nothing bad to say about them. Right. You That's know, just some people, you, you fought with them. I wish success on them. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, ain't no tension or nothing like that, but, you know, we just don't speak like that. Have you guys done content together, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day on his yeah, channel? Yeah, I was on his channel a couple of times. Right. Okay. But let's start from the beginning before we start getting into all the sort of internal YouTuber right. politics. Tell me a little bit about uh, your early days when you were a kid. I, when I was younger, you know, I just, you know, I grew up in Eastside Davie, which is in Florida. Okay. You know, Broward County. And I just, you know, I used to always stay in some shit. So I kind of like got locked up at a young age. What age? 12. 12. Yeah. What, what kind of upbringing was it like? You know, Florida, you know, it's a very different sort of environment than what a lot of people grow up in. It's just like I grew up like with the older people. So mm -hmm. like. You know, when you're younger, when you get the chance to show the older people that you're down and shit like that, you're going to do whatever you do, you know? So I would always, I'm the first to do it, you know, type of shit. Right. That's why I got named K-Frog at a young age. Boy, what, what's K-Frog mean? Well, my first initials are K, but, okay. you know, you feel froggy leap. I used to always get in some shit. <laughs> so you, know? you were always the first one to act out? Yeah, yeah. I used to always jump the gun, like be the first, you know? To so, what? Swing? Anything. Punch? Whatever, what the fuck, whatever would go down, it don't matter. Right. When you look back on it, was it a situation where you had these sort of older dudes hyping you up to do shit that they wouldn't necessarily do themselves? Yeah, yeah, of course. As I got older, I realized that. But, you know, then I got to the age to where I'll beat their ass. <laughs> <laughs> what were your parents like? My parents were cool, you know what I'm saying? They were separated, so I had two different houses to go to and shit. You know, Similar level of totally different danger or were there was did you have like one that was nicer than the other no nah, one was definitely nicer than the other right like i grew up like a daddy's boy you know what i'm saying and my dad lived in east davy where i'm from and my old girl my mom she lived like probably like 10 minutes out you know still in davy but she was more nicer and had it made than my my old boy okay you know and then i wanted to, my, my old girl wanted to baby me a lot mm. and i didn't want that so then i always you know a boy's gonna always want to be around a dad more than anything right you know so then i'd always tend to go to my old boys she'd always say don't go to the east side and that's just mm. what i always wanted to do you were just drawn towards the bullshit or you just wanted to get into some shit you were just a, a, a the kind of kid who wanted to get into that or it was just like i just like to do my own thing mm. and it was kind of like one parent wasn't as strict as the other one Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my old boy would be like, someone messes with you in school, you punch them in their shit. Right. My old girl is like, you tell the teacher. Feel me? So it was kind of like, well, I don't want to tell the teacher. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, punching them in their shit, kind of like the right way to go. I think about that sometimes, how there might be, like, conflicting messages coming from my girl and me to my kid. Yeah, yeah. At a certain point where it's like, am I going to tell her not to tattle on anybody? And then right. mom's going to be like, no, you should have tattled. And that's going to be a fucking weird moment at some point. Yeah, you know, and all the parents, every parent wants to be the better parent. Right. So, like, the less, 
you let the kid get away with, well, they'll feel like, well, then my mom will let me do it. Right. You know? Like, I'll be playing a rap song with all kinds of swear words in it. And my girl will be like, you know, you're not going to be able to play this around her once she can speak a little, or understand a little bit more. Yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is Because they start that, saying them. That's one thing right there where I guarantee you and me are going to be at odds about this for the rest of our lives. Because they, they do. They start saying them as they get a little older. You know what I'm saying? Which is scary. But also, it's like, what, am I supposed to not listen to rap music around this fucking kid? Right. Yeah. I listen to it around my kids, you know, but mine, you know. See, because I'm coming from a perspective of being around all, a lot of the, the dads that I know and I sort of look at like, oh, that's a good dad. They're, people smoke weed and the kid is just around. Nobody's yeah. really concerned about this. People are yeah. drunk as shit around the kids. People are playing rap music. The, the swear words <laughs> in the rap music. The average like rap dad that I know, I bet has never even thought about the fact that the songs have swears in them. Probably not at all, right? You know? It's like you're coming from very different perspectives right there. Yeah, Whereas to my like girl, my, this like is the my biggest mom, deal. My mom, she wasn't like, the word, oh, you don't listen to rap or don't swear or nothing like that. She was just more on like, try to be there for me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, felt like in the long run, I do better being good than bad. And I just lost her on Valentine's Day, my mom. Your mom passed on Valentine's Day? Yeah. Damn, I'm sorry. That's my, terrible. My old boy passed before I went to prison, so I ain't got no parents right now. But, Damn. but my old girl literally just passed like, a couple months ago. On Valentine's Day. Do you feel like you're still grieving? Like, how, how, how did you deal with it emotionally? I mean, I'm the type, like, even with my old boy, like, I was real close to my dad, you know? But I got, like, set up, locked up the day after my old boy died. So, like, I was going through processing while he was being cremated. So I didn't have time to grieve because here I'm in this environment. Now. I heard you tell that story. Yeah, so then, you know, when I came home, literally, is when it hit me that my old boy wasn't there. Right, because you know? you're just having felt to deal like with was, all the shit. Yeah, it just felt like I was away from him for a while, you right. know? Tough love, he ain't coming to visit or nothing like that. But your mom passed, and you're kind of in a more yeah, safe yeah. And then my old world girl, right she, now, right? Yeah, yeah, like like she was, you know, my old girl was sick or whatever. And then, um, you know, by her passing, you know, I can't. It's 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 to the point to where you know they they say that a parent should never have to bury their kid, you know what I'm saying? And then that's the way of life that the parents go first. Right. And then as you grow up, you don't pay attention and realize that you ain't the only one getting older. Your peoples are getting older too. Right. You know, so like I got to come home from prison and spend time with my old girl and get closer to her mm. like I wasn't before I went to prison, you right. know? I got to get closer to, to her and I feel like that like made it where it prepared me, like, if something happened, let me go ahead and hang out with her now. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the, the worst case scenario, the worst thing is for one of your parents to die and for you to have regrets. Like, that you never had these conversations about things that are important to you or you never felt like you really got close to them. Like, what you're saying, you felt like you got close to her and then... I yeah. feel like that, as long as, like, I would feel terrible if I was fighting with my parents for a couple of years and wasn't talking to them, and then they passed. Well, that's it, the thing. Yeah. See, like, me and my old girl, we didn't talk for a little while, and then uh, one of my homeboys had told me, you know, just let her know, you feel me? I'm not, anything bad I ever did in my life, you know, it wasn't because of you. You know, it ain't got nothing to do with the way you raised me. Shit like that made her cry and stuff, but it made her feel good. Right. Definitely. You know what I'm so I got that off my chest to her, and I feel like that kind of, like, put all the bad shit behind us you know and then i was able to like because i took care of her you know like i didn't live with her but i'd go over there and meal prep for her while she was sick mm -hmm. i did all types of shit you know what i'm saying but so i got closer to her but we would let everything go before because since my old girl was sick we knew it was when the time's gonna come we were it's like we were prepping you know just to know mm -hmm. it'll happen so she'd been sick for a while yeah she had cancer mm -hmm. 
you know what I'm saying, in her bones, and then she had cirrhosis in her livers, and uh. so like when she went, like the last time I seen her in the hospital, like 30 minutes before she went, she was like all yellow, like a highlighter. Wow. Her, her liver shut down. And so has, has this changed how you think about your own life, just thinking about how you only have a limited amount of time here on Earth? I mean, I know everybody's got their day, and I want to say it's changed at that. Like, I know, you know, everybody's got their day regardless. It's all on basically what you do before that time comes. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That's why kids are important, you know, because it's like if you ain't got no kids, who you going to leave your shit to? Everything you doing and everything you trying to get and make and everything you trying to, you know, rally up to put shit, have it made, who you, if you ain't got no kids, no offsprings, who you leaving, at, who you going to leave your shit to when you go? How many kids you got? Two. Two. What ages? Uh, 14, three. Okay. Yeah. You ever think about how if you knew you were going to die in two weeks, yeah. what would you do for the next two weeks? Because I'll just spend time with my kids because I got kids. Because li <laughs> But life is kind of like that where it's, it's probably not going to be two weeks and you don't know the exact date, but you yeah, do know yeah, that you're yeah. going to die at some point. So whatever the fuck you're doing with your time should probably be, you know, given that level of attention. Like, if you fucking hate your life right now and are just doing something that you can't stand, I mean, shit. Like, what, what's, what's your excuse for that? That's what I'm saying. I you mean, know? if I had two weeks, I mean, shit, I don't even know what I would do, but I'd try to get me a lifesaver or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you get locked up at 12. How did that go down? Uh, I ended up catching, like a, uh, like, a, like, a stab charge. Who'd you stab? Some dude in the neighborhood, he was grown, I was young, you know, he tried to put his hands on me and I felt like I could hit him because he's a grown man, I'm a juvenile. And you were keeping it on you at that time? It was... Yeah, but the was... only thing that went that went uh, sideways with that is because uh, I had gotten into it with his, with his nephew. His nephew was like 20 years old. Okay. And he jumped out on me, you know, like I was riding a bike, he jumped out. I took off on a bike on his ass, went to the house and got a baseball bat and I was going to just go back and hit him with the baseball bat. Mm -hmm. But then uh, it didn't work like that. My my old boy, his wife took the baseball bat and shit. So then I grabbed a knife and went down the street. Went there, told the uh, the nephew that I fight him one on one and shit. And then uh, my stepmom went down there with me. And then next thing you know, the uncle came out there. I was like, "Oh, you think you've grown?" And he tried to grab me. So I up my knife and cut him. Where? In his chest. Bad. Yeah. And then. The police, like the the mom, was already on the phone with the police. So like, it they they came. They they were there when it all went down. The cops were almost like there when it happened, or like right like after. Instantly, like wow. as soon as I like pulled it out and everything, like and and did the whole act, they pulled up, and then I would have ran. But if I would have ran, they told me since I didn't run, DCF didn't get involved with my people's because if you'll do a dangerous act and the police come and you'll run when your parents are there, then your parents can't even control you. So it was a good thing I didn't run off, you know what I'm saying? So I went, I got arrested for it, mm. and they charged me with it because I was at his house. I was mm. like, I, so I, like, if it would have been anywhere else, like if it would have been on the street, but it was like the swell area down in Florida, we have a swell, which is like the outside of the, on the other side of the sidewalk. Like you got a sidewalk along the gate, right. and then you got grass before the road. So since it was right there, it was basically his house. They charged me with it. Wow. But if it was two houses down, I would have got off because he was old. He was a grown man and I was a juvenile. Oh, yeah, right? That's got to be the weirdest part about it. You're like 12. And yeah, he's... so I dead ass felt like I was in the right. Right. But I shouldn't have went back down there. That's, mm. what, that's, that's what fucked everything up. Okay, that makes sense. So they just lock you up for how long? Uh, I did 21 days then and got out and was waiting to go to like a juvenile program. Uh -huh. And then I caught a bunch of other charges and shit in the middle of the juvenile, waiting to go to the juvenile program. You know, like 
attempted robbery and all the little batteries and shit like that in my neighborhood. And then what was your thought process? Like they're going to lock me up anyway, so I might as well do some shit before I, I go get in. it all out my system. <laughs> right. So then after that, they uh, I got sent to a program. Right. Juvenile little like a little prison or whatever. Program is just like a specific type of prison bid that you get when you're underage at that point or what? Yeah, like juvenile program. We got like four, six, eights, and tens. That's what they go by. Like that's like what level it is, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Four means you can like go home. Six is less time than ten or eight, and then eight's less time than ten, you know, it goes like that. And then I went there and then supposed to do like six to nine months, ended up doing like eighteen. Really? From getting in the shit while I was in there. What kind of shit are you getting into? Fights and different shit like that. So you get in there and it's what is it? They where they say gla- gladiator school. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Just like that. Yeah. All of a sudden, you were like the worst kid in your fucking area, and then all of a sudden yeah, you're you around all there, these other way it, worse yeah. kids. Yeah, you come in there and it's and then where I was at was in was in uh Miami it was in where the Everglades were at, Florida City. So you're dealing with people that are from a totally different walk of life than you were used yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like you know when you go in there, you know people are gonna test you and shit. Especially I'm a white boy. Mm. You know, did that stand out a lot at that point? Like most of the people you were locked up with are not white. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yep. Because down south, like down in Florida and shit, we got majority black people locked up than you do white people. You know what right. I'm saying? And then that's we grow up cool with black culture. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm from, so it's like we don't go off skin colors. Right, like, it, that shit don't really matter. You know, like you know. What <laughs> but I'm yeah, but it's it's weird how it doesn't seem like it matters that much. Like people would be totally be down to be cool with you on the outside, but then it feels like it's got to get way more complicated once you're in there because a lot of white guys are racist. Yeah. A lot of the black dudes and shit probably don't fuck with you off rip, or at least they want you to really prove yourself, right? Uh, not really. It's it's different, though. It's more like down in Florida, like in prison and shit, if you're white, like me, like how I go in there, I get along with blacks and Spanish, so you'll have the whites who are in their white gang that don't really fuck with me because I'm cool with the other ones. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I'm on some shit. Like, I don't care what color you are. You know, that shit don't really matter to me. You can be fucking any color you want. You know, it don't really. So it's more like when you're white and you get along with blacks, you got more problems with the whites than you do the blacks. The blacks are cool with everybody. So it's not really, you know, it ain't really. Because they're like less insecure, at least in that prison format, because they're so in control of it that it's like, why the fuck would they really be so concerned about you, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, no matter where you go, though, when you're a white boy, you got to, like, eventually show them what's up, you know? Like, or else you're just low-key tucking your tail and you're fucking trying to float and not be noticed, you know what I'm saying? Right. So how long did it take before you had to sort of prove yourself or someone tried to fight you or something? What, in prison? Or? Yeah, or when you got locked up on the, the younger shit as well. Oh, like, shit, as soon as I got in the detention center doing the 21 days before I even went to the juvenile program, I was fighting. Really? Over a bag of sour skittles, <laughs> really? stupidest shit ever. Yeah, man. And I ain't even, I ain't even mean to get in the fight. It was just the guards amped that shit up. You know what I'm saying? They walked in the middle of the quad, and we got this thing called the horseshoe, and they uh, got like these rubber couches. It's shaped like a horseshoe. Uh-huh. And the guards just walk in and threw a bag of rubber, uh, sour skittles in the middle of the fucking floor. Right. So everyone jumps on them shits. All the jits are fighting each other and everything. And I was just sitting there. I wasn't even the one going after the skittles. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting there, and then the one kid that got him and shit, he went to fighting everybody up, and he got up, and he kicked me dead in the mouth just from sitting there. Wow. You see, so I was like an innocent bystander, you know what I'm saying? And then when he hit me, I jumped up and fucking got in the fade with him, then they were like, oh, that white boy's bumping. They were like, we're going to call him Chucky. <laughs> that was your original nickname That's in there? That's what, yeah, they were like, yeah, he looked like Chucky because I had longer hair and shit when I was younger. Okay. Like a blowout. 
How old are you now? Uh, 32. Okay, so you're still pretty young. But so, okay, at that point, you start to feel like you're more accepted or like what, what does that kind of turn into? It just turned into where like they knew I'm going to bump. So it's like even if they're willing to bump, it's like it ain't going to go by easily with him without bumping. You know, right. so a lot of times it just be a precaution. You know, people will say shit and act some type of way, but they'll normally only do it to people who they know aren't going to stick up for themselves. Right. So if they really don't feel like fighting, but they talk like they're going to fight. But if they know you're going to fight, they might not really want to fight. So they're not going to fuck with you no more. Next, they're going to try to friend you and embrace you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's just how that shit goes. And then I was known in there. And then I went to the program, used to get in the shit. So then they, they started calling me Spark Plug. <laughs> because of the Spark Plug, get hot and pop off. That's really? what it was. I get hot and I pop off on someone. Have you always had a temper like that? Or was this more just like something that you kind of started to do to keep your reputation when you were in prison like well no i was in anger management classes and everything when i was younger really just from yeah just because you were just likely to snap and just swing on somebody or what yeah like if it if it led to that you know i would like i just was like my old girl used to say that my eyes fool people you know what i'm saying like they see a white boy come in they were a lot bluer when i was literally but <laughs> she'd say oh see a white boy baby blue eyes and shit so they think it's sweet you know they mm. think they can just and then you're in an environment where you're outnumbered regardless Right. You know, so after a while, eventually, you know, it, instead of it being to where they keep trying to come at me to make me prove myself, it got normal to me to where I'm just going to prove myself. And as soon as I get in this shit, just to let them know, like, I'm not the one to fuck with because when lose a draw, we can get in there. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I realized, like, at some point in my life, like, you can't really fight that good. So if somebody disrespects you, you should punch them before they get a chance <laughs> to punch you. No, nah, that's that's, that's you true. know, yep. but you just had to be real with myself at a certain point. Yep. Yeah. Like my one homeboy, he'd be saying all the time, like, I don't know how to fight, but I hit hard. Right. Not, not me, him. You remember? Know I mean? Right. That's true, though. If, if you, you can just get that one clean shot off, I mean, that could be the whole yeah. tone of the entire exchange. Yeah, because there's a difference from, you know, will fight or knowing how to fight. You know, a lot of people talk like they know how to fight. Right. You know, and they run their mouth like they really, if the fight broke out, they really know what they're doing. In all mm -hmm. reality, they don't. They might be down to fight, or they can just take a ass whooping. Right. You see, so at the end of the day, they just still run their mouth. There was this dude in Boston. Uh, when I was a kid, they were like this really fucking mean, tough-ass band called uh, Blood for Blood. And they're basically part of like a big-ass gang in Boston, but it's like a hardcore gang, you know? Like yeah. going to all these hardcore shows and shit like that. But they were fucking crazy. I, I, a lot of the worst violence I've ever seen in my whole life was at these shows and just like shit that they would get into with random people. And one day I go to interview uh, this dude, White Trash Rob, who was the singer of this band Blood for Blood, and he's watching the UFC. And I spent my whole childhood thinking these dudes were the toughest motherfuckers on earth, right? And he's watching the UFC, and he's like, I love watching this shit because I could never imagine doing this shit because I can't fight. Or he's like, I, you know, I'm not like a tough guy or nothing. He's like, that's why I always had mad weapons on me. When I, and <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, right. I spent my whole childhood thinking like, these dudes are the toughest dudes on earth and he's like old enough and grown enough to basically just acknowledge like i was never really that dude that's why i was stabbing people and hitting people with bats and shit right and then another thing from at a young age you know down in florida where i'm from you see it to where you know the people who get picked on when you're locked up or the people who let that shit slide that they're big their their time locked up to me is 10 times more miserable than if you were to just get that shit over with and fight you know what i'm saying mm. Because it's like you can fight this one person and respect goes a long way. You know, that TOH, when they, when they TOH you, which is test the heart, mm -hmm. you ain't even got to win. You know what I'm saying? You can just get there and you, you just show that you're with it. And you can dead ass lose. 
And that person right there is going to get more respect than a person who don't fight to a person who lets them try them, and they're going to get tried throughout their whole bid. And have you seen a lot of people who are really, like, that terrified of just even just fighting? Just oh, the yeah, possibility yeah. of getting knocked I've out? I've seen people come in dorms and offer off rips saying, look, I don't get no money or nothing, but I'll make y'all's beds. I'll clean y'all's drawers. I'll do whatever. I'll be the laundryman, your hold-down man. I just I don't know how to fight. I don't want no problems. You, you see it, and not just white people. I'm talking about all different colors. I've seen all races like that. that are, it ain't like just the whites are scared to fight. You know, there's it's in everybody, you know what I'm saying? But right. to me, that's a miserable-ass bid, you yeah. know? Like, I'd rather get whooped, get jumped, and get it over with, and y'all be like, yeah, we ain't going to jump them again, you know, <laughs> rather than, than to be like, oh, look, bruh just robbed them for three honey buns. Look, oh, he got seven of them now. We can get seven out of them. Or it's like... You know, when they see somebody doing it and you're not doing shit about it, the other people kind of like, ding, oh, let's, let's, shit, let's see what we can get out of them. We just right. got to rob them before the other people rob them. You were, you were robbing people? You were making it clear that you were taking people's shit? Mm, I mean, I've done it, you know, <laughs> but that wasn't really my stilo. Right. <laughs> I like to make money, you feel me, rather than take people's shit. But I did it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not steal nothing, though, but took it because it's a difference from stealing than it is taking. Taking it, like, in front of their face versus... Having a yeah, sneak like this over is my shit. This yeah. is mine now. You feel me? Like like that, rather than them leaving. And you you feel like that comes with too many complications, though. If you're just sort of like taking people's shit, that you just create too many enemies, or yeah, yeah, it can. That's why, like, when something like that goes down, nine times out of ten, you can't trust that person in the dorm no more. So mm. someone's got to go. We can't both live here. Right. You know, you might try to come up, stab me in my face, or cut me in my sleep. You know, so just. Different things, you know, because down here, I'm not down here, but in Florida, we got a lot of open bay camps where it's just a bunch of bunk beds. Right. You know, we don't have no, like, segregation. There's no, they don't they don't separate you amongst your race, your charge, or your, your, your gang. Right. You know, so you could be in an open bay dorm or two-man cell dorm, and it could be a blood with a crip. You could be in a murderer with someone that's got dealing with stolen property or driving with a suspended license. You could be white, black, span, it don't. Everyone's just all together, so it's always something going on. It's always something happening. You know mm. what I'm saying? So normally when shit like that goes down, one of us got to leave. Did you hear about Rico Reckless, what he was talking about in his interview? The Glock Dookie? I don't even know who that is, to be real oh, with you. So he's a rapper from Chicago, and he said that when he was locked up in the jails in Chicago, that there was something called a Glock Dookie, where basically someone would take a, a plastic water bottle like this and they would fill it with shit and piss and everything, and then they would run down on somebody like, hey, give me whatever. Give me the honey buns or give me whatever you got. Like, give me your fucking extra clothes or whatever, and if you don't hand it over, you're getting doused in shit. Oh, that's crazy. Nah, see, I ain't never heard of that. Nah, never. I mean, (laughs) inmates throw feces and stuff on guards and different shit like that, but people are playing with lawnmower blades and machetes and shit. I was blown away by that because that's like a fucking real, like a poop-oriented weapon. Yeah. You could just, I don't know, that's like chemical warfare. That shit gets you infections and all types of, like, you know what I'm saying? That only even came up, too, because I asked WAC 100 about, somehow WAC 100, when he was talking to me, said that he used to stay with a poop knife. Yeah. So that he would he would keep a, a machete covered in poop so they could stab you and you'd get fucking gangrene. Well, I know about them pissing on it, but they I don't piss really know about too. the shit. Yeah, I know about a knife with piss on it, like an old like lid to like a tomato can lid. That, that shit right there, get it all crunched down and folded and then sharpened and everything like that. And then you they just pee on it, pee on it, and then you get all fucking 
You know what I'm saying? So it's Ugh. like next time you go there, use it. Boy, it's, the cut don't get you. The, the shit on is going to get you. You know what Did I'm you get used to having a weapon on you early on in your bid there? Or oh, did yeah. that come later? Nah, it was, it was mandatory. Really? Yeah, because it's something that's needed, you know, so everyone's got one. Mm-hmm. So it's like you walk in the dorms and you feel the tension in the air. Right. You know, like, and you might just be in there just cutting through. Like, you just feel the tension. Everyone's got knives but like the first camp i went to it was more of a hands-on hmm. like the first main prison i was at was more of a hands-on and we'd fight a couple of people got ripped with razor blades wasn't really that many knives you never got stabbed in, in all those activities i got stabbed on the streets before really yeah what age in my back i was like 14 really yeah day before christmas How at my happen? corner store i was out there uh meeting up with somebody or something like that and uh bro owed me money and he came, he called me, he's like, oh, I got your money, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, all right, you feel me? He came through to give me the money. I got the money from him. And when I walked off, turned around, and something was just my spider sense, just the look. So then when I turned around, he, you know, he fucking, I seen something shiny, I blocked. I got a scar right here, actually, on my hand where the so first one hit. He gave you the money, and then he was going to come and get your ass and then take the money back? I don't even know if he wanted the money back. <laughs> it was just hey, did he have any like actual reason to want to hurt you nah he was high um, you know so it was, he was like he was just i don't know he was on some conan shit and he, he just he, even when you look back at your childhood there was a lot of tweakers around because when we think oh, about yeah. florida we think about people doing meth and shit like that yeah like when i was real little like i'd say right right around the time the peak of my when i was a 12 13 years old you'd see what you would see like all in the neighborhood and at our corner stores and shit was was like old syringes mm. and 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 uh stems which is the little glass jar with the mini rose in it so you'll see the little roses laying everywhere and that was the glass jar they were using to smoke dope out of right so you don't see that shit like that now though but back in the day they were at all of our corner stores you just see little roses laying everywhere just because everybody's doing fentanyl and pills now i guess so right. but they took all them little things out of the gas station you know, but back in the day, they were just everywhere. Me not knowing what it was, you know, and they, they'd set you up like with pay phones. Like you might go to fuck with the pay phone, stick your hands in the little thing where the changes, and there'd be a syringe in there and poke you. You see, like different shit like that. Like, wow. you see, so you can't really, or you walk by and look at the pay phone and there's huge needles just laying there. Right. You see, that's how it was when I was little. Definitely. So, okay, that first stretch that you were in there, like, ended up being how long? Like two years? Yeah, I was only supposed to do six to nine months, and I did, like, two and some change, almost three. Right. So then you get out, and then what do you try to do at that point? I got out, tried to get a job, tried to do the right thing. And you were free for how long before you ended up getting locked up again? Um, i say, like, nine months. Really? Yeah. And the job thing didn't work out? It nah, wasn't really your speed? Hell, no. Nah. Definitely not, no. Nah. What was it? You Taco just hated, Bell. You hated being there? I Taco Bell. <laughs> tried to make that shit, tried to try something legit, you know what I'm saying? And it just, it wasn't really what it was, you know? What do you think it was? you think you just don't have the personality where you can have a job? No, nah, it was more like, I feel like I needed to get, I don't know, I just feel like I needed to get it out of my system or something. Because, like, when I caught all my juvenile charges... It was like all in the stretch of the same year. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my adult charges. When I when I became adult, it's like I had like a six month stretch of just bum 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 went to prison. You know, I feel like you know prison ain't the place to go, but I feel like that shit calmed me down a little bit. Really? You know, like because now I think I play chess, not checkers. So mm-hmm. it's like I think instead of jumping the gun, I realize that it's just me all the time jumping the gun. So instead, I just 
patience is key on my end now, so I'm just more, and I've been doing great. Do you think that that's, do you think your biggest problem is just that you kind of tend to just spaz out when you get like offended or upset with the way somebody's acting and that sort of rage thing? Like, could you see yourself still having that if some random guy came up to you on the street talking shit that you are still kind of liable to just wild out and fucking break their jaw and then be I stuck mean, going to court over it? I mean, I hope not, you know, but it's happened, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I just, I try to think before, you know, because I already know, like, at the end of the day, it's going to be me doing the time like it was last time. Mm. You see? So it's like, it could happen, though. You know, I don't look for it, but I know what I'm capable of, you know? So how much time do you end up actually doing as an adult, though? Five. Five total straight or in uh, different? No, nah, I got, it was, well, yeah, it was straight. I got 60 months in prison. FSP was my sentence, but I had some uh, county time before. And what was that for? That for, was... for a stab charge. Oh, also. okay. You stabbed someone else. Yeah, so I so was playing. you had a with, real habit, huh? No, I was playing with <laughs> nice before I even went to prison. You see, so that was kind of like, okay. Like, right. I was already into it. That was just something that by default you had on you. Was it? Were people not really shooting each other in the in the neighborhood that you were growing up in? It was more stabbings and fist fights were more likely? Yeah, at a younger age, yeah. It was more like head up fades, fighting. And I would just take it to the next level and like stab people. You know? <laughs> Did you ever do it where you got away, for, away with it or were you just getting caught? No, I mean, I wasn't really good at getting away with it because I wasn't trying to get away with it. I was just doing whatever, however it happened. You feel me? And then... I didn't care about getting away, you know, just people knew who I was. So it was like, I was going to get caught regardless. Right. You know, so it was like, it ain't like I was masked up. And everybody was just telling where you're from or what? Like it was normal people snitching or what? Well, when you got someone laid up and they got a fucking shit bag in them, they got to wear a shit bag now. You got somebody that bad? Yeah. Yeah. So when they got to wear like a shit bag and stuff, you know, their family members are going to start talking, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's just common sense. Damn. You you ever ever feel guilty about that? No, nah, not really. You can't you can't control, you know, what you hit, what arteries you hit when you hit, you're just hitting, you know, so it's But if you were to stab somebody, what's the best way to go about doing it? Like you trying to cause I heard somebody say one time you go for the stomach and then you try to move it around in there as much as possible. I mean, if you're trying to kill them, then probably yeah. Yeah. I mean Not just all, send it, a message. Yeah, it all depends. Like in prison, people are trying to kill you, so it's like you ain't thinking about that. And then, you know, to them, it makes lives don't really matter. Mm. Like, you on the streets, you stab someone. You know, you're facing that time. <clears throat> In prison, you stab someone. They're just going to transfer you. Mm. <laughs> you know, they're not giving you that time all the time when people get wet in Florida. Florida's the only place you've been locked up at, though? Yeah. Because Jake, when he was talking about it, he made it sound like it was really, like, bad as fuck. Like, the worst prisons in America. Because, like I said, there's no segregation and stuff like that, you know. And then I know on the West Coast, you know, people talk about levels. Mm. Like, oh, I was on a level four yard, yada, 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 stuff like that. Down in Florida, we don't go off of yards, you know, like levels, I mean. You know, so when you look it up, like if you look up the three camps, I was my main camps. If you look up like Calhoun CI, Charlotte CI, and uh, DeSoto Annex, if you Mm. look them up, them shits say level five, six, and seven. Like that's higher than a level four. Right. But... Down in Florida, the higher the level it is, the more, like, weak that shit is, basically, because it's more security. Right. You see, it's that's, it's like you got center gate with officers. You got to walk with your hands on your head. And 
it's locked down. The officers run the compounds. Right. You know, when it's high levels. But when it's not, inmates run it. And yeah. that's where it's ratchet. Yeah, well, Jake wasn't really even saying that the prisoners themselves were the reason it was so bad. He was basically just saying that the, the COs and shit were so terrible to the yeah. inmates that that's what made it really gnarly. No, yeah, that's that's another thing, that's too. That's a big problem, problem yeah, with it? Yeah, they, because they abuse their authority. Right. You know what I'm saying? And just, they can literally hide you and do what they want to do to you and cut out all ways of you getting contact in and contact out. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Like, they literally give you a fucking slip in the mail every time you send letters out, and it'll come back saying unauthorized by the ward. Mm. And your people to call down there, man, well, my son this, my son that. He's in confinement, man. That's all we can tell you. You can't even tell them what happened to you all healed up and stuff. Like, that shit gets serious down there, especially with the guards. Do you ever have decent relationships with them? Like, because you seem like a pretty easy-to-talk-to guy. Do you ever, like, just get cool with some of them, or are they just kind of all assholes? Nah, there's some cool ones in there, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, like, there's way more dickheads than there is ones that are cool. You know, it all depends on how serious. It's all on how serious they take their job, if they're there just for the paycheck or if they're there to abuse their authority. Because mm. a lot of them be bullies when they were kids, you know, right. and they want to take that shit out on people now. Or they were a bully in school when they were a kid, and now they want to still bully in the grown world, knowing that you ain't going to be able to do it out there in regular. I mean, they're seeing all this criminal behavior all this gangster shit and then they're basically in a position where they get to be like the superhero and all that like oh yeah. you guys have problems with each other i have problems with you and i have a gun and i get to punish you and you can't do anything to me besides well you can but you're gonna get thrown in prison for longer i mean i guess i could see why some people would be drawn to it in particular someone who their life was going in such a way that they ended up working in a prison. You know, it's not like it don't matter what your life's you not hit. going that great if you ended up being a CEO. Yeah. So I can kind of see how that would be the kind of person <laughs> that would want to fucking. If I was a correction officer at this point in my life, I would be the nicest fucking correction officer because I don't have anything to be mad about. But I feel like yeah. a lot of these guys are like really unhappy. Oh, yeah. They come home. I mean, you know, in the program or, or wherever it's at and they take it out on the inmates from the shit that they go on in their everyday life. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? It could be the simplest thing. You know, his wife could be cheating on him, you know, with a fucking white dude. Mm -hmm. And he come there and now he hates all white inmates because his wife cheated on him. With a, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, her dude's got a face tat. Who, who, he called his wife cheating on one. Now anyone has got a face tat. He, it's just they take it out. And they're in a camp I've been to that didn't have crooked officers. That's everywhere you go. Like, planting knives on inmates, lying to inmates, making inmates get other inmates off the compound, sending hits. That's what they're really known for. You really? Know? Hell yeah. They'll order murders. They'll send hits. They'll make them Not come murders, after you. Not murders, but stabbings. Yeah, stabbings. Right. Yes, yeah. That's why if you look, like, there's so much in Florida, if you look it up, especially Charlotte Sea High, where I was at, that shit's no joke, man. They got bodies after bodies. Wow. Like, any camp, you just look up the mortality sheet on Google, and they'll show you it all with the people's mugshot and all that, who died and when. Right. And a lot of them's unexplained. So you end up doing five years, and at this point, you really haven't, had like much of a normal you know adulthood like you haven't really been on the outside that much as an adult right like no. you're kind of being conditioned to just be used to all this prison shit right yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm used to it but it's like there's another way you get what i'm saying i'm trying to make it to where i'm not still in that shit you know what i'm saying i don't i don't try to think the same mm. i try not to think the same but it's like certain things you know when you come you you know, institutionalized. Well, how, how, when did you get out after that five-year bid, though? Uh, like three and some change ago. Three okay. years and some change. So do you feel 
past it or does it still feel like something that you can imagine yourself going back to I mean if I had to go lay down I could go lay down you know nobody wants to I mean I could do it again if I needed to I have no choice if I had to but I'm not searching for it you know and I can't get over the prison shit because I got a prison channel right you know and everyone loves the prison channel and so I don't rely on YouTube I literally do prison content for my subscribers for my viewers right so that's my videos help them you know what i'm saying okay oh let's talk about the youtube thing but let's talk about that bid though so the like was that a super notable five years for you or did you manage to kind of like cool out and not have to be all in the bullshit well what it was is when i went to prison i didn't you know most people go to prison and they they, they calm down right you know and then they'll come home and it gives them a little head start so when i came home i was nervous coming home because i didn't calm down in prison i I was in there doing whatever the hell I wanted to do, you feel mm-hmm. me, and getting in the shit. So I still was wild getting it out of my system while in there doing the time. Right. Like, I could have been home 18 months earlier than I was, but I'd always something with cell phones, get my date pushed back. They'd take all my game time from me and everything. Like, I literally got in trouble over and over again for the same footage that I show people on my channel. Like, mm-hmm. I did time in the box for that shit for people to see it. Right. See? So it's like, when I came home, I was nervous, and that made me... Back right, because you, you filmed all this footage of people, what, popping perks and uh, showing off their machetes and all this kind of shit, right? When did that become a thing? And did you put some of that out while you were still locked up? Well, what happened is, is K-Frog TV is something that we, I said in my neighborhood. Like, K-Frog TV started on the streets, mm-hmm. like, before I even went to prison. That's my name. So we'd put stupid shit up and K-Frog TV, you know, stuff like that. So when I went to prison, I didn't want no one to forget about me. Mm. You know, so I'm going to give them a show while I'm here. So I kept recording shit while in prison, just prison stuff. The show, like, my life's a movie. It just keeps going. How long did it take for you to get a phone in there? It was quick. Like, my first one was, like, 60 days at my first camp. And then I landed in the box. And you get it from a CO or something? There's all types of different ways. You know what I'm saying? It all depends. And did you, <laughs> like, I won't say that. <laughs> I know you didn't want to, like, really yeah, fully hear that out. I'm not. Definitely not. But, yeah. But... A phone on the streets is like fucking, you know, five hundred or a thousand dollars. How much did it cost for you to get it in there? I mean, well, it depends. Each camp's different, but the phones that we were getting were nothing but like a fifteen dollar track phone from like seven eleven shit. But them shits were going for like six hundred. Six hundred for the track yeah, phone. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But you were filming like good iPhone footage, right? Yeah, everything I had was a surfboard where you can yeah, I had where you can slide it and pictures, cameras and shit. Not one where you can't, you know, it was touchscreen. So right. You know, and I just wanted to give everybody a show on the streets to show them how K-Frog's still living. So I just kept the footage. You but know? when it was small, like, it didn't attract any attention at first because well, not that many people were well, seeing it? Well, basically, every single time that I went to confinement over a cell phone, I never got caught with one on me. Mm. They knew I had them, though. I never, not one time that I get caught with a phone physically throughout my whole prison bit. But I've been to the box like, numerous times over cell phones. But so you just kept uploading shit and then you were good at... Nah, I I hid the, the footage, like sent it somewhere, sent it, sent it, stacked up on it, mm. you know, just like that. Because I wasn't planning on going viral on YouTube or nothing like that with it. You know, I just was literally just was like, why ain't nobody doing this? This is a memory of your time, you know, mm. like, why the fuck? And everyone, no one had the nuts to do it. And you, and nobody, you hadn't even thought about the fact that they were going to see this eventually? At first? Nah, nah. And then I started getting more sloppy with it. And then and the next thing you know, more people started saying, K-Frog TV, all on the institution. And anytime something would happen, someone would say it. That means pull the phone out. Let's get it on video. Mm. And stuff like that. 
And there's just such a, a reason for everybody to snitch in prison, too. Like, you doing that, it makes it so easy for somebody to tell on you, right? Yeah, exactly. That's why I like... It feels too risky. Yeah, now nah, it is at the same time. But then when they know there's consequences and repercussions that come behind you being someone that tells, you being a snitch or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Down in Florida, you got people that tell and shit like that in prison, but they're going to try to low-key, like, drop a kite on you. Like, you know, they're not going to just straight up... you. They're going to try to get away with it because if word gets around and them COs are so crooked, they're going to tell you, oh, yeah, you know, such and such is the one that got such and such in the box mm. for his phone. Y'all eat him. Get him off the pound. Right. Like, so it's just a dirty game. So at the same time, it's like your own sloppiness is nine times out of ten we're going to get you caught in prison doing stupid shit. Right. Um, I, so then how did you end up going on the news to talk about that footage? That was after you got released? Yeah, and that shit scared me off YouTube for a whole year. Really? So what, like <laughs> sh- shit that you had uploaded a long time ago all of a sudden started getting a bunch of attention? Nah, I had no... See, what it was is I went to confinement mm-hmm. for the footage. I was already in... I was in prison. I went to confinement, 4K Frog TV. Mm-hmm. Got Did like 270-something days in the box and got transferred to another institution. By the time I got out of the box, I had less than 100 days left. That was the closest I've ever been to going home, so I decided I'm going to fall back. No more phones, no more knives. And I'm at this new camp. I'm going to just go home, you know. And then when I got out, I figured I'd put it on YouTube, k for all TV Volume 1, mm. you know. And then I did the same thing with k for all TV Volume 2. I put them both on YouTube, and this shit hit the algorithm. Mm. And that shit, I was looking at it, and, like, in an hour, it was at, like, 35,000. And I'd, I'd refresh, it'd jump up three more thousand. Three th- so I, I'd put it on private. So then I take it off <laughs> private. I did it like eight, ten times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then next thing you know, that the when you get released from prison in Florida, you have to give them an address. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You got to give them an address, or they're gonna put you like a halfway house if you don't give them an address to be released at. So the address that I had my people's house at the time that I put for me to have a release address, so I didn't have to go to a halfway house. The news surrounded their crib. Like, the very next day, <laughs> like, it was Holy literally, shit. from it being posted, it was only up for, like, 10 hours, you mm. know what I'm saying? And then they were like, oh, we're not leaving until K-Frog come out. So I went over there <laughs> and shit, and I was like, damn. And the dude just, you know, he just asked me questions and shit. Was like, oh, are you worried about going to jail? For-? And I'm like, no, nah, I mean, I already did the time for the same footage. Right. I already did time in confinement for it. So now I'm out on the streets, and then what are you going to put me, lock me up? Why they could have charged me with it when I was in prison. So there's no chance that they could have arrested you and charged you with something nah, that I'm, happened I'm in- pretty sure there's a chance, but they right. got like a uh, statute of limitations or whatever. Oh, you got okay. a certain timing. Right. You know, when anybody gets caught with a cell phone in prison, they got a certain timing to charge you or not. Right. You see what I'm saying? And um, that shit just, it spooked me off the internet. Like, mm. once that happened, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I wasn't even thinking of doing YouTube or nothing like that. I just was posting it for myself. Right. <laughs> and then a year later, I went on YouTube. People would come up to me and shit everywhere I go and stuff. Oh, you're that dude that was on the news. And I didn't like Cause that. Because it was super viral at the time. Yeah, and I was fresh out of prison. Like, the last thing I wanted was attention. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Especially the Florida cops. It just feels I'm like. eating dinner and shit. Some girl wants to take a picture with me and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what? The Florida cops, I just feel like, are the are super likely to have a vengeful streak and don't want to get their revenge on you. Nah, that's, yeah, you see, and 
they feel like if you made them look some type of way or exactly. anything, they're going to try to take advantage of it. I saw Milk made a video about it, and he said that basically calling you a snitch because you filmed that stuff and put it out. How do you feel about that? Yeah, and that shit sounds good. I'll beat the dog shit out of Milk, man. <laughs> <laughs> real, Is it snitching? Like, you, you nah. disagree with that? Hell yeah, I disagree with that. 110%. But everyone everyone that was in the videos with me was with the shit. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's like a couple people got put in confinement, you know, for the videos. The mm. people that was in the videos with me and shit, they got put in confinement, but they all knew what they signed up for when they were with it. You know what I'm saying? They and, all knew if we got caught, what was going to happen. And to me, the thing is, is that <laughs> nobody thinks that there should be knives in prison, right? Like, doesn't yeah. even the worst prisoners all kind of agree that it would be better if you got to go through prison without having a chance of getting stabbed, right? Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, if anything, you putting that footage out is kind of like likely to maybe make the situation different. I don't know if the cops are even giving a fuck enough to be like, oh, yeah. we're going to use this as an excuse to, you know, start cracking down nah, on knives like in prison. At end, but at the end of the day, they already know all that shit. The officers, they yeah. know what's in their prisons. They've been doing that shit for years before I was even thought of, years before anybody was even thought of. You know what I'm saying? They heard it all, seen it all. So it's just me. What it was is, you know, when you see documentaries and stuff like that on prisons, you never see them inside of Florida prison. You always mm. see the outskirts of the institution. Really? So I was the first one in Florida that ever recorded inside of a prison. That's why in Florida. That's why I went viral. You see? It would have been better if you had just saved the footage till after you got out, right? I was out. I was out when I dropped the, the oh, shit Oh, but I YouTube. thought you said that you dropped it and then did extra time in the hole while you were in there. No, no. Yeah, because they, they knocked me off for the footage. But oh. I never, not from YouTube. People okay. were telling I had a TV show on the compound. Oh. You see? But they never found the actual footage. Oh, okay. You see they what just, I'm saying? They knew about it. Yeah. yeah, they knew about it. Like my DRs, which is your disciplinary reports where they write you up, said K-Frog. He has social media's name this. Like right. they knew my nickname. It was all in my DR, my write-ups. Right. You know, so I got put in there for footage. Would it be fair to say you were having fun in there? I mean, sometimes. You but seem like you're making the best of it. I mean, I had to because mm. anybody, you know, you think about it. You want to do prison time. Would you rather do it whatever's most comfortable for you or have a hard bid? You know mm. what I'm saying? And it wasn't all peaches and cream. You know, there was a lot of fucked up situations. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of, like, tough times. At the end of the day, you know, you miss people. You know, everybody got the same 24 hours in a day. You got 24 like I got 24. But when you're locked up, that 24 feels like forever. Mm. Week feels like a month. Month feels like a year. Right. You know, like, and then when you go to confinement, them long stretches in the bid in, in the box, them long bids in the in, in confinement, they don't feel as bad as the shorter ones. They don't. You go back there for thirty days, them thirty days, well, you gonna you gonna be stressing them thirty days because you ain't gonna get comfortable yet until like your twenty first day. <laughs> That's when you start to get comfortable in solitary. Yeah, because well, you got so many things going on. It's like it just it, it it's just mind blowing. They they skimping you on the trays. They're bucking you on showers. You might get a ghost letter where they give you an envelope without your mail in there, saying that your that's all your people sent you. Like mm. you know, like different shit. Wow. So it's like the whole thirty. You're basically gonna be back there stressing because you're. It's gonna take you that long to get comfortable. You're hungry as fuck. I mean, what do you do? You just fucking try to sleep as much as possible and sleep, work out. Look at the wall. Look at the wall. <laughs> just ain't you know, shit, like, right? Yeah, that's it, basically. And then you got to be class A in Florida, which means you got to wear your uniform. The whole time. Yeah, so, like, even during the summer or during the winter, you got to have 
you're in the box drenching in sweat and you got to wear this and have your bed made. You can't be under your covers and shit like that. Really? So you're back there just drenching, just losing weight just from sitting back there. Do you feel like it had like a serious effect on your mental health? Like, did it, did it really fuck you up? No, nah, not really. If you're someone that can't do time, then yeah, it can, you know, but I feel like, you know, I feel like, you know, I like be alone, you know, I like, you know, talk to myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to some people who, who talk about solitary as in it's like this really kind of traumatizing experience. Like it just really kind of grinds down Banging your Banging on the doors and shit. Everyone's screaming, making monkey noises and shit and grilling. Like you're just back there and you just hear the noise. Every time they pop a door, it's like, plow. And it's just, you know, a couple nights I remember looking up like it, when the lights finally would go out and it just everything looked all tingly and shit. Like my blood pressure was going up. They had to give me like high blood pressure medicine and shit. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's just, there's nothing you can do, though. It's like, but after you learn to do it, then you're like, oh, this shit ain't nothing. Right. So when you get back from that, uh, aside from being on the news and everything, what are you trying to do in terms of a job or something like that? You have to you have to get a job, right? You're saying since I came home? For, well, yeah, it's when you got home from that five-year bid. Oh, yeah, when I got home from, when I first got home, I had got me a job before the YouTube shit. Mm -hmm. I was doing demolition. Okay. And then, um... Like I said, I posted that shit online. It went viral, and I stayed off the line for a whole year. Wasn't on YouTube for a year. You took the video down at some point? No, I left you them left up. left it up. I left okay. them both up. But then, and then by the time when a year went by, I looked, I was, and then I seen my email, and it said, you're eligible for monetization and shit like that, I guess, from the views and the watch time and all that. So I was like, let me see if I can submit this shit and see if maybe I can make something out of YouTube. And then bought me a, my first laptop I ever had. Bought a laptop, boom, put everything together, got it in rotation. So when you were locked up, you weren't thinking about the fact that there were all these prison YouTubers nowadays? No, not at all. I just wanted my own footage of what I've been through, you know, just to show what it's really like. Because it was mind-blowing how things you see on TV isn't what it's like. Right. So to me, it's like I want proof to show that it isn't like you see in movies. What you see online and all that shit, that shit be lies. So I was just keeping it for myself, and I put it on YouTube, not thinking nothing of it, you know? So it wasn't, like, planned to, like, go viral like it did. But to me, it was just my own good to show I was hanging out, you know? Mm. People joke me, like, oh, you're probably getting your shit taken in there, or, or you people are beating you up. My footage shows, no, I wasn't, you mm. know what I'm saying? It shows there's no way in hell someone who's getting their shit taken or beat up or tried can walk around and do what i was doing was part of it that you wanted to maybe potentially help make a change in the prisons like just by exposing exactly what was going on nah i can't say that <laughs> you just don't shit, think there's any chance nah it's never gonna change yeah. you know what i'm saying so i don't i didn't intentionally do the videos to help change shit nah i can't even try to take credit like that but my content i do now is for that you see what I'm saying? Like I said, I don't rely on YouTube. I do my videos because so many people say they help them because I'm telling them what prison's really like in Florida. You don't so. rely on it, but were you motivated by the money? Like at a certain point, you start realizing nah, I've always No, I've always learned how to get money in my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, you never have all your eggs in one basket, you know? Uh -huh. So, you know, but it's money helps, of course. But, and at the same time, it's like YouTube helped me. You know, because it keeps me out the streets, you see? Mm. So, like, by me being on there, me trying to have the best 
realist content and stuff like that, you know, I'm learning things that I never learned, things I never knew, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And it eventually it'll lead to bigger things, you know, like I got a gaming channel I be gaming to now. Mm -hmm. That started after me learning how to use shit, you know, so now I be doing the gaming as well. So it's like YouTube helped me. So I feel like it's only right that I do the videos to help the people who watch it. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you <clears throat> got started, what was the kind of stuff that you were focusing on? Like when you actually started to make content for YouTube, like what did you start with? Just telling all your crazy ass stories? Uh, a little bit of that. Yeah. Like tell them what it's like that I know from my experience, like mm -hmm. a situation that I've been through, something I've seen go down. But I wanted to be different because that's what everybody does. Mm. Anyone who talks about prison and then they run out of content in like five, six videos. That's what Jake was saying is that, yeah. you know, he started out with that <laughs> shit and he realized real quickly, like, I got to figure out something else to make videos yeah. about. Because yeah, you'll eventually come to your you'll, you'll, you'll slow down. You see, yeah. you have the little slow moments, right? So a lot of people, what they do is since they're running out of the content and they ain't really got shit to speak on, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll drift. They'll do something different. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's cool. That's more power to them. You feel me? But me personally, the reason I don't, you know, is because my shit is for my subscribers. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I'd feel selfish if I were to get my subscribers up to where they're at and then just all of a sudden from K-Frog TV to K-Frog cooking and just start <laughs> cooking fucking videos like Snoop Dogg or right. something. You know what I'm saying? I'd feel 100% wrong. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people out there who got a lot of views on showing how, how people eat in prison. Like, yeah. Check it out. I'm going to make a spread. It yeah. feels like a lot of those concepts that people got 10 million views doing like five, 10 years ago yeah. or whatever, a lot of that shit is just kind of out the window at this point because. And I ain't gonna lie, I seen a bunch of them, and majority of them, we didn't have none of that shit in our. Oh, prison. really? <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I'll see this shit and be like, I wish we had that. We don't have that. The you know Florida what I'm version would be a lot more depressing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. It's like walking in the Dollar General. Everything you see in Dollar General is basically like what we got. <laughs> For sure. So, so I mean, how do you keep it interesting still talking about prison shit while you're, you know, you're very far removed from it at this point? Like, how do, how do you approach it? Well, just because I know it, there's people that rely on it. Mm. You see, because a lot of times I do the videos, and as long as it's getting someone's attention, you know what I'm saying, and the comments that people say in there and everything, it kind of motivates me because it's like, yeah, here I had to go through prison, which is like, you know, it was me at my worst, mm -hmm. you know, and they're, they're entertained, and they like the shit that I had to go through, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and really it wasn't all fun and games, even though some of it was, but at the same time, the more people I could touch with the content, the more I, I'm going to keep on dropping it, you know? Mm. Because if I was focused on just me, if I was like, if YouTube was just strictly about me, then, of course, I would have did what everybody else does and just run because they're still worried about their self. They just drift. They just all, because it's all them, 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 them. Mm. But my prison channel is for other people. It's for the viewers, you know what I'm saying? I can't make everybody happy. I say something to the left, people on the right feel some type of way. You but know, it, it goes. Is it kind of odd still making content like that when a lot of people, like, they'll go in, they'll do two, three years in prison, whatever it is, and then they just kind of, they move past it. Like, they, well, they, they I, don't really want to talk about it. They, they want to get past it. For you, you've kind of got this whole business now, or not business, but this platform, and the whole audience is interested in that thing they're not really yeah. like if you were to just be making happy videos of you with your your kids or whatever doing fun family shit going to the water park i mean they didn't really subscribe for that right that might no. be a challenge to get yeah. them to even give no. a fuck you know yeah and it's like a lot of times the shit that'll make you happy 
the viewers ain't feeling. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Or or it either goes one way or the other. Either they just want negativity. You got people that follow just for that negative energy. You know that want to see some shit go down. They want to amp some shit up. You know stuff like that. Or you got the ones that really like you as a person. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, it don't really matter how many viewers somebody has or anything like that. You can't force no one to subscribe if they don't like that individual. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? If they ain't feeling who that person is, they're not going to hit that button or right. subscribe. So with my content, I do it for my viewers. Right. You know, because it's strictly my prison shit's just for them. I'm more into my gaming I do. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I wanted to, people are like, oh, why you don't do reactions and this and that? I would, like I said, I feel like I would be trying my viewers if I if they rode with me this long, and then I just switch on over to some shit like that. Mm -hmm. I'd end up making how I got K Frog TV and K Frog Gaming. They're both on YouTube. I'd end up making K Frog reactions or so. I'd make a whole another channel mm. before I just switch my whole shit. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of like the prison YouTuber type dudes <laughs> sort of become like I'm gonna react to street shit in general. Like I'm just gonna talk about. Other people's politics, this rapper gets killed, boom, I'm I'm talking about it, I'm giving my opinion on it, yada, yada. But a lot of times when you watch it, you're like, uh, this video is 10 minutes long, and you definitely didn't have 10 minutes majority worth of, of shit them, to say. Majority of them that are actually considered part of the prison genre are yeah. not even the prison genre. You know, it's so watered down and different now mm. that they're in a different category. You mm. get what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. Like, we, there's, you know, I can't really think of anyone that I feel like oh is a hundred percent with prison shit. You know what mm. I'm saying? They just doing something totally different, but they claim their prison genre. You know right. what I mean? So I just, you know, I want to be different. So I'm just I'm gonna keep going on doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like people make vlogs. Imagine if you were a vlogger in prison. It's just like the worst recipe for videos you could imagine because every single day would be exactly the same. Exactly. You know? I mean crazy shit would happen, but you know And like, then like with reactions, you know, all it takes is, you know, copyright 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 there mm. goes your channel you see what i'm saying so it's like why would i grind with people who were truly there for me get up here and then swap out on them and then the few that do stay because they like me i get banned boom 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 get hit with some copyright strikes later on down the line have you had that happen yet i've had a copyright strike just Two a times. strike not not Two. they haven't managed to take your shit down no nah, not my channel but right. pino got me struck yeah yeah what'd you post i'll show you right oh, now boy. here we go this no jumper the podcast where people come to expose yeah, Pino. Uh, yeah, so, were you guys uh, cool at some point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that first okay. if you want. But I'm gonna bring this and I'm gonna add to the paperwork party. Oh, feel Jesus me? Christ. But anyway, so uh yeah, you know, me and him we ended up falling out or whatever because he was telling, you know, and I never knew this. I'm the one that brought him on to YouTube. And are you talking about the situation <laughs> that ten ninety exposed when he came on here where he handed me the paperwork that said that Pino allegedly Yeah, this is different paperwork. Okay. This is prison paperwork. Okay. This is from the inside prison. How'd so, you end up bringing him to YouTube in the first place? Okay, because I knew him, you know, like I did time with him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, when I got out and I first was doing the prison shit, you know, I'm going to keep it real with people who I feel like, you know, ain't got shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. if I can help you, I'll help you. So, you know, I'm, I got him his first interview, you know, on uh, on 23 and 1's right. channel. I got his first interview on there. Shit like that, and he speaks how we met and everything. When we were locked up, two bloods were going to jump him, and I put my shoes on and ran up there and was going to back him up and didn't even know him. Mm. But it was just on some shit like they were saying no white boys get a one-on-one -on -one in this, 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 this quad. You see what I'm saying? So, well, y'all can't jump him then. If you got to fight me then, I'm not. You know, even in the interview he did, he mentions it and how Farrell ran up there. I didn't know him from a can of paint, yada, yada, yada. 
So I got them more out there, you know, on YouTube and shit like that. And the next thing you know, it was paperwork that came out. Mm. So I hit him up, you feel me? And I told him, what's up with this paperwork shit? You know what I'm saying? He started asking me if I can go get it for him and this and that. And, you know, it ain't go down like it's saying. And then I even said to him, I said, if your brothers up the road knew about this paperwork, they would try to eat you, ain't it? They would try to flip you, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, yeah, you're right. You see? So that means there's something hidden there. Why would they try to flip you if it isn't accurate? Mm. You see? So the next thing you know, 1090 dropped the video. Once he dropped the video, everyone's going to come straight to K-Frog TV next because I'm the one that brought him out. You feel me? So now everyone's like, oh, is Frog condoning this? Mm. What's Frog got to say about this? And yada, yada, yada. You feel me? So I did what I needed to do. I dropped the video. Saying the same shit. And know? was it a weird situation for you because you're friends with him, you've got love for him, but then you find out about this thing that Yeah, because he was my dog. So mm. it wasn't like he was like some dude I didn't really know and I just did a video on him. He was my dog. And then for him to like not tell the truth and keep it real with me, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, like we said, you either delete your channel or whatever, or you feel me, we gotta drop the videos. So then after the shit all went on, he wrote me rapping, da 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 da. I wrote him back. I got all the text messages and shit where I told him, I ain't the one to rap to, you feel me? Because you know how I'm living. He knows me, you know? So he tried to get tough with you or? Yeah, yeah. Well, at first, nah, he was like, you and 1090 can have that YouTube shit. I'd rather, you know, delete my channel than to, you know, go through it with someone I was actually cool with. But then he put his channel on hidden mm. or deleted it and signed back in within 30 days or however it was. So he got his channel back, you feel me? But even though he texted all that, 1090 still dropped the video. Mm. You feel me? Even though he agreed, you know, to take his shit down and all that before it all came out, he just would have been missing. No one would have known where Pino went no more. We kind of like gave him an opportunity. So that was how it was, it was agreed upon. You and Jake both agreed to not drop the videos if we, he we sort were, of disappeared from the internet. No, we were going to, we didn't put the videos together yet. So oh, okay. we were, we were, we were going to do a video if he didn't straighten it, you know, because okay. at this time it was like, we got to hold our own accountable. What we mean by our own is just Florida. Doesn't mean like he's one of my homeboys, like in my circle, like everyday type shit. I've seen him a couple times on the streets, you know, but it was more like we got to hold him accountable regardless because he's speaking for Florida channels and I'm the one that brought him out on mm, YouTube. It is kind of on you, huh? Yeah, and then being 1090 became dogs, you know what I'm saying? Like we used to FaceTime every day on the phone and shit, you know, mm. so it was like I was in the middle of it, you know what I'm saying? But I'm still... I can't go against with how I was brought up or what I stand for because he fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, so at the same time, you're wrong. You're wrong. You feel me? You're lucky that we gave you the opportunity to just, you know, get, get, get up out of there. You feel me? Mm. And then it didn't go like that. So then once he wrote me, he started rah, rah, oh, y'all want smoke, blah, 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 selling out and all this shit. I told him to pull up. I said, you already know how I'm living. Pull up. I'm not with the Instagram or rah, rah shit. He brought it straight to the internet, mm. which is the total opposite. And you were both in Florida at the time, and you wanted yeah. to just fight? Still to this day, he lives like 20 minutes away from me. <laughs> right. If, you had, if he had pulled up and fought, and you guys got a fair one in, would that have made it so you could be kind of cool with him in a way, or would it still it be too fucked well, up because of the I paperwork? I tried to do that already. I already tried to do that. Yeah. And uh, all he did was like take my messages and try to post them online, use them against me type shit. You know, like when I told him to pull up the first time, he was like, oh, say no more. So then I wrote him. I told him, look, I said, I got shit to do tonight. If you finna pull up, let me know for real. If your ass ain't coming, I'm not finna just sit here and wait all night. He don't respond. So I wrote back and was like, you know what? You got that, bro. I said, sarcastically. I said, you got that, bro. What I look like beefing with someone over their paperwork. Mm. Feel me? Someone that I already told. Right. 
He takes that, goes on the internet, makes it look like I was scared to fade him. So then I text him again, and I said, bro, you know that was sarcastic, bro. I'll beat the dog shit out you, bro. You feel me? And then everything I was writing, I'm trying to get him to fight. So then one other time, he was rapping, saying he took his day off of work to slide up on me. But then when he's doing all this, you know, I don't know none of this shit. Like, I ain't got him on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or none of that. So it's like he's doing all that for the people that are watching. So everybody knows what you're doing and saying but me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can make a video, frog this, frog that. Oh, I'm here looking for frog. And, you know, probably a couple hundred people will send it to me, but... I gotta go check like my message requests, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then it'd be four days later. Like, I'm just not seeing a video that you're meant for me four days ago. But then all I kept saying is I still got the same phone number that I had while in prison. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like he knows my number instead he posted it and I had people call me and shit all around the world. Mm. You know, like different, it was more like internet wise. So when I said, keep it in the streets, he wanted an internet, mm. you know? And then when he got into a fucking Mighty Mouse, Mighty Mouse was like, all right, in the ring, like you've been telling everyone, no, I'll keep it in the streets. See, so he's going to do whatever the opposite is. Everybody's picking out fights, though, right? Because you know he saying? was out here with Mighty Mouse trying to get my, uh, Milk to pull up to a boxing ring. That's Milk, what I'm Milk saying. Milk wouldn't slide through. But then, I mean, shit, I'm sure Mighty Mouse is probably trying to fight everybody because he's fucking Mr. Anabolic over there. And Mighty Mouse, he, he didn't even, at first... He was hitting me up all on lives and shit saying before all the shit came out about him. He was like, oh, bro, we need to work together. He was on a fucking treadmill while talking to me. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, we need to work together, yada, yada, yada. You know, and there was never no tension. Mm. So he made a video saying that Pino called me out, you know, to fight him on his channel. Mm. So I sent him an email video. Where it was my response where I said, man, you don't see everybody out here trying to fight 6ix9ine. You feel me? I said, I'm not promoting that rat. Mm. That's straight up, I'm not with that shit. Keep it in the streets is what I said. Just, I'd rather do it on a street level rather than what I look like going to fighting him with gloves on. And then at this time, it then got way deeper because in the middle of it all, you know, so much shit said and, you know, when someone insults you so much and the things they say, mm. you don't want to give them an opportunity to fight them in the ring with fucking gloves on. Yeah. You know, spoke on my dead dad, you know, spoke on my old girl with cancer when she was alive, my kids, my neighborhood, my homeboys, you know, every single thing possible. And then you want me to put gloves on and fight you like a promotion fight. Mm. Not on that shit, you see? And then I sent that to Mighty Mouse, and then Mighty Mouse posted another video of him talking shit about me. And then he was like, oh, if K-Fraud wants to respond again, I never responded again because now he's just a middleman. What I look like sending you videos like you know me. So I never responded. And then he started dissing me with Pino. You feel me? And then that's just how it all went. It just because just I wasn't responding. Mm. You get what I'm saying? But it was just I'm not trying to do no internet rah-rah. You think that his fans have actually turned on him over all this stuff? Which one? Uh, Pino. No, I mean, you know, 6 9 still has fans, don't he? <laughs> so, a lot of fans. I no, mean, he's, he's kind of the biggest, no, like, that's what I'm saying. biggest evidence to no, suggest that the, if you're funny enough or charming enough or whatever, some percentage of the fans aren't going to give a fuck. And at right? the end of the day, you know, people are going to fuck with who they fuck with, whether they solid or not, you mm. know. But I'm not going to go against, you know, what is facts, you know, and what's true, you know what I'm saying? Like with the messages, he was begging me to take the video down. I said, I ain't never taking the video down. That shit's staying up. You feel me? And then next thing you know, when I told him, oh, I'll slide towards you right now. I'll call you on FaceTime to show you I'm by myself. We'll meet up and we can fight right now. Mm. He's like, oh, what gym? Are we using gloves and all this? I said, no, not no gym, none of that. Like, because he don't live far from me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But he literally wanted it for the clout. It's like he's the opposite. You got someone that wants publicity, wants the attention, the negative shit don't, it, it gets you views, yeah. but that shit don't get you loyal 
shit, you know, that don't get you, that just makes it to where later on down the line, majority of the people that are watching you want to see you get knocked out. Mm. Same thing with Milk, you feel me? A lot of them people that follow him, man, they just, they can't wait to see them get whooped because here you got these two people that'll make so many videos dissing and rapping about everybody like they can whoop anybody. Mm. I can't whoop everybody, you know what I'm saying? And I don't talk like I can. I could lose a fight today and my YouTube shit still ain't over with. But them, they done talked so highly and stirred so much shit that if they lose, it might crumble their whole fucking channel. You see mm. what I'm saying? Because they speak so highly like they can't be whooped. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess it also has to do with how you go about it. Because I had people telling me that C-Mac's career was over after yeah. he uh, got DP'd. And I think the opposite kind of happened where like all of a sudden people got way more interested in him. Because he did something <clears throat> that if he was a fake gangbanger, he would have never done. He would have yeah. never gone and took handled his issue like that if he yeah. was like not really what he was saying he was. Like the fact yeah. that he went and did that proved that he was what he said he was. So that kind of makes people more interested. And you then know? at the end of the day, it's like it don't matter how many people you beat up. It don't matter how hard you think you are. You know none of that shit. When there's black and white on you, and you police, you know, and you snitched on someone, that shit's out the window. You know what I'm saying? Like even in prison. You know, like, if his brothers would have knew about that, he knows he would have got flipped. Mm. You see, but that's how it is in Florida. They don't paperwork check like that. Any, a lot of people go through prison, and they talk like they've been through them situations, and they talk like they was really in there slanging iron and hurting people and shit like that. They may have been in the jungle, but they wasn't doing no jungle acts. You mm. see what I'm saying? They may have been in some reckless camps, but they wasn't putting them knives in no one theirself. You see? So it's like, and they'll come home, and they'll talk like everything was this, everything was that. Because you think about it. Everybody had phones in prison, they say. Everybody was this in prison, everybody was that. Well, there's a reason why I'm still the only one unaffiliated, no ganging, no, mm -hmm. no gang member that has my footage. These people haven't even posted pictures of themselves in cells. You see what I'm saying? But they had phones. Mm -hmm. They robbed people for phones. This is the type of shit that they'll say in their videos. Right. You know, people pay $3 just to send a picture to their family. You ain't even have $3 to send a picture of you and your blues and your prison uniform to your peoples throughout your whole bid, you wasn't in there doing shit then if you didn't even have $3 to do that. Mm. All your brothers that had cell phones, you couldn't even get on them phones because they ain't fuck with you like that. Damn. You see? So it's like, you would think now the ones who talk so highly like what they did in prison and how they was and they had phones, they did this. There's no, no way to prove that mm. other than like how I got pictures of me, videos of me, kicking on the door while in confinement. I saw that. You know, like real footage, you know? and, and But I didn't want to push the image as if Prison's a good place, you know, it isn't. It was mm. just, I was just recording what I've been through, you know, but people want to turn it into something it isn't, you know, and they want to do the little YouTube beef and try to extort, like, what's his name, told 1090, give me 10 bands or I'm dropping the video. <laughs> when who, he went, who said that? Pino. Oh, really? He told 1090, yeah, he, oh, put, right, he said, yeah, he said okay. tell him I want 10 bands or I'm dropping the video of him getting whooped. Man, yeah, he dropped that video, 1090's viral as fuck, you feel me? <laughs> so I was like... At the end of the day, he thought that shit was finna backfire on like 10 nine. I mean, that shit backfired right on Pino, bro. He wake up every day looking online, looking like this motherfucker blew up, bro. But that was a crazy trick that Jake kind of played because he got in that situation, kept his mouth shut about it for forever, and then finally told the story on here and got so many views. Except for when he went live right after it happened. Right, yeah, he okay. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really give like a sober account of it until much later. Yeah, But yeah. he also, when he's telling the story, he's basically acting like, he was going to do something and then one of the and then Pino's friend had a gun pointed at him 
Oh, Jake was basically saying that without saying that. Yeah. Because I know he doesn't want to say that because that would make him feel like a snitch. Yeah. But he says everything else that would lead you to that conclusion. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And explains a lot of why he might have basically got fucked up in that fight and then have just had to walk away well, at yeah, a certain and point. At the, at the same time, you know, a lot of that shit was chopped anyways. Like the video that's mm-hmm. out there on him and shit, you know, like I said, me and 1090, we don't speak like that or whatever, but... I text him and shit, you know, shit like that, but I, shit, I wrote him. I sent him 1090 on the Cash App or mm. PayPal, 1090 one time. and said, hey, bro, even though me and you don't talk, bitch, congratulations on your what's it called. I ain't no hater or nothing like that. I still wish you the best. If 1090 walked in this bitch right now, I'd, I'd embrace him and start roasting him. Like, what's up, bitch? Da-da. Yeah, I feel I like just, you guys would be a good pair. I could see you guys having, like, a podcast together. Uh, you know, me and him, when we were cool, we were talking about that shit. We mm. were planning things out, all types of stuff. The woods. <laughs> the woods <laughs> you know but like see i ain't you know I lost I, in the woods yeah it's like he's like he's like one of the people i fuck with even though we don't talk like that I, right. i'd fuck with 1090 though you know what i'm saying like in real life and shit you know i ain't got no nothing bad against him he went one way i went the other you know it was just what happened between me and him was like after the shit went down with him and pino everybody was hitting me up like oh what are you gonna do now frog that he ran up on like, if I had to go find Pino because of the 1090 situation, and I was on some shit, like, I can't even find him on my own situation. Mm. So, I, so I said, man, fuck them both. They're, they're, one's a blood, one's a crip. They do their thing. I'm a non-affiliate. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, that's supposed to be some gang shit. You know right. what I'm saying? He's trying to get me in the middle when it's you, like, you feel me? Do you see the Island Boys saying the 1090 Jake's a fake blood? Nah. I'll beat the he shit said out of both of them, though. Them <laughs> Island Boys, them boys are clowns. He said that they're fake blood, <laughs> so then they said, he's a fake blood. I ain't never heard of a white blood. I'm like them dudes right. are something else, boy. Them, them boys are clowns. They're representing your state very well. Right uh, now. <laughs> they're like the fucking mayor Beach, and the though. governor of they're your from, state right now. <laughs> but look, everywhere they go, people want to fight them. Though they put on, they try to put on an image. Like, man, if they ever get arrested, boy, they're gonna be breaking that shit off. Boy. People gonna be making them pay Listen, rent. I've been to Hawaii a bunch of times. Amazing place. <laughs> I know it gets lit out in the the woods or in the fucking jungles of Hawaii and shit. But they got a huge brawl. <laughs> in like the nice ass part of Hawaii which I've been to a bunch of times and I just I was so surprised when I saw that they got into it there because it's just such a chill area and I'm like bro you guys really need security everywhere now because this is just going to keep happening right yeah well it is because they push an image you know yeah. and then you know there's been videos and shit out on them about snitching and different shit you feel mm-hmm. me so it's like people are going to always try to come at you some type of way you know, they're not going to like you, you know, just of the assumptions of that. You know what I'm saying? That is something that you don't play with. You know what I'm saying? That's something like if you found if there's black and white that you told, you know, people ain't going to respect you because of that shit. Mm. And then you got videos of them crying online and all this different shit. People running down on them. Smoke Perp and Lil Pump or the Island Boys? Oh, what are you saying? Like what? Who do you fuck with more in terms of ambassadors for your state? Um... That's a tough one. No, I don't fuck with none of but them. But Island Boys make you yearn for the good old days of Lil Pump. I don't really fuck with Lil Pump no. either, man. No. no. Hell no. He's the one that's that, that song Gucci Gang. Yeah. Yeah, fucking dude, bro. That was a moment. That, when nah, that shit like, came out, that was hard. Yeah. The Island Boys have still never had a good song. That's yeah, the problem. And no offense, but that's kind of the whole problem with that. <laughs> I ain't, a lot of them, people are laughing at that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're just they're just funny, you know, and they think they're the most gangsterous and shit like that. But mm-hmm. before they actually blew with the Lil Island Boy shit, I had him on Instagram, and I was trying to battle him. I was trying to battle uh, the whatever the main one. Fly Soldier. Yeah. Okay. Tell my wife, I'll rap you right now. I rap you right now. You feel me and shit like that. And he was like, "I don't know who the fuck that is." Everybody was saying, "Add frog, add frog, add frog." Mm. 
and shit like that. That was their whole thing for a long time before they got put on was that or before the island boys thing really took off is that they were just arguing with everybody on instagram live see now now well you know you know that you know pino thinks he's one of the island boys you know he'll be the next fucking one if he can you know he'll be on there with them you feel me that'd be a good look so right let's let me let me go ahead and get into this this is for you though so me i ain't got no copy or nothing but anyways this right here what Florida See, prison paperwork You didn't like. highlight it like 1099 Jake did nah, But, but okay. anyways This came out about Pino Alright <laughs> Oh no Yeah you feel me Now Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and touch topics on it a little bit Since we're doing a paperwork party right So the first the first one Statement of facts On July whatever At approximately one hours While acting in the capacity of academic instructor I observed inmate Smart Brandon, a.k.a. Pino, masturbating with a fully erect and fully exposed penis while staring directly at me. Pino is in violation of the lewd and lascivious exhibition by internally masturbation, uh, intentionally exposing genitals in a lewd or lascivious, lascivious manner or committing any other sexual act in the presence of a staff member, contracted staff member or visitor. So basically you got caught beating off. Yeah, okay. Now, this is the thing, though. When that first came out, when that first came out, he said that he caught that DR. Why we didn't read the DR? He said, oh, I caught that DR because it says I grabbed my dick in the lewd and silly's manner and told the CEO to suck my dick, da 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 Right. That's what he was saying to the to the viewers, trying to mm. cover it up. So then I said, fuck it. I'm going to find out how you do it. And there was a link where you could pay like 15 bucks to get in there or whatever. Okay. You can't copy the link, though, you know, because it's like clerk of courts or whatever, so you can only pay for copies. Right. And I dug in there, boom, found that. But, I mean, they could have just said that he was masturbating with a fully erect penis when in reality he just said, suck my dick, right? Like, are we really trusting her to say exactly what happened? Well, no, that's the thing. Maryland? No, but then he would have said his DR, he wouldn't have said for us to look the DR up and it say that. Uh. You get what I'm saying? If it did, then it would say he grabbed his dick in a fully manner and said, suck my dick, da-da-da-da. You feel me? He said if you look in the paperwork, mm. if why y'all didn't read the DR because it says I grabbed my – he said that's what his DR would say. So what is your conclusion based on this? You think that he's just a creep who likes masturbating and staring at the CEO? No, 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 no. I don't think that at all. But the fact is it's like you can't believe shit he says because he lies so much. You get mm. what I'm saying? So it's like your brothers didn't know about your real paperwork. Why? Because it was true you told in the paperwork. Mm. You lied about this online to your peoples saying, oh, nah, if you look it up, this is what it says. Why'd you lie to cover it up? Because it was true, you see? Now, the reason I brought this whole thing up is because when I did a video on that, he copyright struck me. Mm. You feel me? Claimed it wasn't his paperwork, but he copyright struck me, right? And then uh, I got like four or five emails with his name all on it. I posted that in my community tab and all that shit showing. So then I had to redo it again. And then he was, I kept getting emails that he was trying to uh, invade identity shit or whatever, tried to fuck me up like that. You feel me? Mm. The one strike I got, I had to go to copyright school over that shit. Really? Online. Yeah. Well, wow. the first strike, though, was over k for TV Volume 3 because it was harmful and violent shit. What did you show in it? Fight? Fights, all types of different stuff. But the first one and second one I dropped before I was in partnership with YouTube. Right. So they allowed it. That's why they're still up. But Volume uh, 3, I was already monetized. So when I dropped it, you know, that's when they fucking hit me with the, what's it called? I hate that. How they but that was because my first time being copyright struck by someone. And the only time was through that, that, that paperwork right there. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like at the end of the day, 
people are going to fuck with who they fuck with. But, you know, you done did so many flawed things. Now, there's people in prison that I know that are savages, you know, that'll whip their shit out on a female guard or whatever. You feel me? But they're not going to lie about it, you know, and they're not going to try to cover it up. If it wasn't wrong, why lie? See what I'm saying? If you if you felt like it really wasn't wrong doing that, why lie what it would say if we got the paperwork? Yeah, See like what I'm saying? on the streets, if you're just jerking off and staring somebody in the eye, that's about the weirdest thing you could ever imagine. And then when they scream, you go faster and shit, you know what I'm but saying? But I feel like in prison, <laughs> it's such a fucked up place that that just might fly, like, I don't know. But so it's what, like, what it would have been different. Doing? It would have been different if he was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? She uh, lied on me when I did that. and I, You know what I'm saying? If he would have said he grabbed his dick and said that, da 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 but then in the DR she said that I was doing that, but he didn't. He said the DR would say he grabbed it in a, in a load in a civilist, whatever manner, and saying something like The DR don't even say that. Mm. So that shows it was facts. You see, why would you lie? You he should have skipped the masturbating and just hit her with the Glock dookie. <laughs> That's exactly what he should Just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Really. Where, where did the milk uh, beef come from? Oh, man, that dude, he just was a troll. You know, he just came out of nowhere, really, in all reality. You know, he just he just went to shooting at everybody that was in the prison genre, you know. And he just, just, just would run his mouth, you know. And he don't know no better. He thinks he's untouchable and shit like that, you feel me? But at the same time, you know, he stays so far away. Mm. You know, that's the only thing that's saving him. If he was in Florida, he would have been ran up on probably by a bunch of people. But, you know. He, so, hide, he hides up there and just wraps. But that's why you came out here? You're, out, you're, you're milk hunting? I was milk hunting for three days. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> How was that? I was, uh, yeah, I ain't going to lie. A lot, it seems like a pretty common hobby out here. Listen, listen. Different YouTubers come to downtown LA and just sort of hang out and listen, see if they can run into I know when, when everyone else came out here that was going through with him and shit, they made it known they were coming, you feel me? And then mm. he went missing when they were here. Me, I figured, nah, I'll just come in maybe three, four days earlier than the interview. And, you know, I'll just get a hotel right on his street, park my car, my rental right there in his fucking public parking right where he lives at. I go there like 20 times a day to get the whip because they charge so much for parking at the hotel I'm at. They want like 50 each day just to park. But where his shit's at, it's only 10 bucks. You feel mm-hmm. me? So it's like, and it gives me a reason to walk over there. Like I walked all through downtown LA the last two days and shit like that <laughs> just hoping just getting familiar <laughs> just hoping like man i done looked the worst like okay it's only a fucking battery charge if anything <laughs> you know, <I> <laughs> bring extra money for bond like all this shit you know because literally he, he he's one of the people that deserve ass whooping you know what i'm saying like he talks shit about people that he don't know nothing about mm. you know like my dad dad you know he spoke and made the whole thing about my dad being dead post his obituary paper like shit like that people you don't even know nothing about That's you know people talk about their dead ops as you know what i'm saying and shit like that but it's ops they actually knew you know what i'm saying you talk about someone's dead loved ones and you don't know them you don't even know me you get what i'm saying hmm. but he's the type you know you've seen it anything for views you know so you know, and you know him and Pino are the same. They both rep the same shit, whatever, bro. And they're both identical. One's from the West Coast, one's from the East Coast, bro. Like one minute they're riding a wave with someone, and then next they're making videos about them. <laughs> That's just how it goes. You should be like that. But patience is key, though. You know what I'm saying? So it's all like, you know, I ain't, you know, but that dude's a clown. Those are your only two notable YouTuber beefs that you've gotten into, or you mostly stay clear all well, that? Well, nah, I stay clear of all of it. To me, I ain't beefing with nobody, because right. if ain't no one dying on my end or their end, if we ain't sliding and kill no one, then it ain't beef. That shit's just gossip. Right. See what I'm saying? Like, literally, like, if, if you ain't sliding on me and jumping out where I'm from, or if I ain't fucking jumping out catching you, then that shit ain't real beef. It's just... People say things for views. You, you know never had it, uh, like, turned into a real-life situation? Like, from something off YouTube? Yeah. Nah, 
No. You're not like walking outside in the morning thinking about the comment section, looking around, see nah, if there's nah. any commenters? Nah, it's just, you know, <laughs> people tend to just, they just want to, they think that the negativity is the way to go, you know, so they think the more they rap, the more people will like them. But at the end, uh, it's like, when them, when them hands come, when, 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 when it come time and that ass whooping comes, because there's no expiration date on one of them. When that shit comes, boy, just remember, them same people you was trying to entertain, they're going to be laughing at your stupid ass over it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just what it is. Like, I try not to feed into the rah-rah because I know motherfuckers going to be talking for 10 years from now. Mm. Same shit. The ones that talk shit now, they've been doing the same thing 10 years from now. And eventually, they're going to come across. The, they got a reputation they have to keep. Mm. You see? So it's like... When it does go down, you gotta prove that you gotta prove that you're with that shit. You mm. know, you can't just talk like you fucking Conan and then all of a sudden curl. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? When someone tries to approach you and all of a sudden you're all spooky and scary, you know, that's why I, that shit ain't really you know I, mean? mm, I feel it. Um, <laughs> so what else are you uh what what would you say your goals are and uh, do you do you see YouTube as like a big focal point of what you're trying to do? Like are you trying to really go hard on the content or are you kinda over it? Uh, I mean, I'm not over it, you know. I'm going to keep on dropping content and shit, but I've been shifting. Like I said, I do the gaming. Mm. You know, gaming is the future, man. So you, you live stream on there, and then do you have clips up on the channel as I well? I live or? stream, and then I do, like, uploads and shit. But since I've been able to live stream, at first I started with clips until okay. I got monetized. What games do you play? I play, like, Dead by Daylight, Call of Duty, you know, shit like that. You feel me? Like, scary games. I like shit like that. And then, uh... Spent, like, fucking 15 grand on my gaming setup or whatever. Like, nice, good shit, you know? Nice. So, like, I got loyal people over there, you know what I'm saying? Like, my comment section is 100% different over there than it is on the prison channel. Really? Yeah, because, you know, when I first did the prison shit, you know, I was monitoring. I mean, I was giving people the wrench and shit like that. And then a lot of them would be banning people who were donating, you know, like haters and shit. <laughs> so it's like, I know these things now from Giving experience. them the wrench. I never <laughs> called it that before, but that's pretty good. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So like, nah, I know, but it's just a better vibe on K4All Gaming. Like yeah. me over there, it's like, that's my, that's my relax. Your safe place. My relax kind of just be yourself and just chill. Man, I done lost relationships and all over this YouTube shit, man. Really? You know yeah. Bro. Uh, you know, of, talking shit about me. Really? Hater, like best friend, fucking female and once a fan turned into a hater, you know, oh, that's how it is. Mm. That's a weird thing to watch happen. Watch like, a damn, fan you turn into a the hater. Food, baby. Well, fuck you and your YouTube. What the <laughs> fuck's that got to do with the food? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, shit like that that oh. I didn't dealt with. You Dude, know? I, I, I missed the time period in my life where I could just kind of stream and it was just whatever. Now I got the fucking kid and there's so much shit to do that it's like to actually find a block of a couple hours to go and stream just yeah. feel like such a fucking gift at this point in my life i know right it's like a, it's like a it's a getaway to like it just mm. feels you know what i'm saying and mine's when it's with the gaming not with the prison content right you know what i'm saying the prison content shit when i do all that or whatever it's you know that feels like a job you know with the gaming i could be on that however long it is and it's just it's worth it you know to me i i enjoy it and it keeps me out of out of the streets and out of trouble like literally Mm. Like that's I say that all the time. Like if it wasn't for the gaming and stuff like that, because even with the the prison genre, I was still out there doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Still getting in the shit. An idle mind is a big fucking risk for somebody like you or me, probably. Like, right. if you just give me too much free time, there's a very good chance that I could either get into something really positive or really negative. Exactly. You know, and so that's why with the YouTube thing, like you know, AD who who co-hosts on the podcast with me and shit, he got on Twitch. 
And all of a sudden, I see him where he don't even really want to go to the club anymore. He's like starting to realize, like, oh, I could stay in and make a couple hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, et cetera. Like, why the fuck am I going to go to the club and waste a bunch of money when I could be like basically tuned into my fans and making some money? I mean, it's kind of a tough decision. And it you know? feels it feels good when you're putting the shit together. Like yeah. when you see like what you started with to now what you have, you know what I'm saying? Like your whole gaming setup, you know? Like it just feels good. You want to upgrade more mm. and more. And you're not you know outside saying? taking risks. Because no, if, exactly. if you're just standing outside, like, and it's weird because it's kind of like the normal human thing that a lot of people we know did when we were young. Like when I was living in New York all the time, all those years, a big thing that people would do at night would just be to go be outside. They would just stand out on the street, kick yep. it, drink a beer, smoke, chill, we'll like see what's gonna happen. <laughs> You know, like there's a lot of risk in that, which is kind of a shame that I'm talking about like living life and just being a normal human being. Yeah. But I mean, you're standing out there, you can get in a fight, you can get robbed, you can have the cops run up and search you and give you a hard time about God knows what. For a lot of people who might end up in a situation, if you're just in the basement on the computer, I mean, shit, it's way better. And I, and I love when people jump on my comments and shit. They're like, hell yeah. Or if they jump on my prison channel and they be in the comments, oh, you streaming on the gaming channel tonight? So it shows, you know, they look forward to that shit. You know what I'm saying? I have people send me videos and shit about themselves. You changed my life. You don't even know, you know. Mm. So it's helping other people. You know, I just had to go through the bullshit, you know, in order to learn to do good for other people, you know? Definitely. That's basically the only way I could look at it, you know? So now I just do the gaming to stay out of trouble, sell my merchandise, shit like that. Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. even realize you were wearing your own shirt. Let me see. Oh, wow. That's hard, actually. It's that's, like the Miami Dolphin logo. That's hard. That's, that's a good one right there. Right? <laughs> you know? But, yeah. like, I just, that and then. Just people look forward to the game and shit. You, know? you ever lick a frog? Never. <laughs> I heard you could like. There's, there's frogs that if you lick them, you can hallucinate. <laughs> nah, nah, hell no, not me. Yeah. I ain't, <laughs> you did that before? No, nah, <laughs> but I heard about it. I heard about the toad licking. That like they do it like a fucking probably, ceremony and shit. Probably videos on YouTube of people oh, yeah. doing that shit. I bet. Definitely. Right? Nah, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. They probably is right. That'd be the best thing ever if you did that. <laughs> you get fucked up? Nah, hell no. Nah. You're off. I of don't that? even smoke. You don't smoke. I you don't, don't drink. Smoke. Uh, I'll drink occasionally, but not that much because I get violent when I drink. So really? I, just, I can yeah. see that for sure. Yeah. Like back in the day when we were younger, we'd go out and drink and shit, and then we'll either get into it with someone or get into it with each other. Right. You know, that's just how it always is in my neighborhood. But yeah. occasionally I'll go out and drink, but I ain't going to be the driver, though. There's countless people who are locked up for a long ass time because they got drunk and they don't, they did not handle themselves, you know? Yeah, exactly. If you banned alcohol from America, there would be a lot of weird effects, but I feel like there would probably be a lot less people getting locked up in general. Yeah, could be. You know, or they just turn to something else. Yeah. Be running around looking like zombies like they look on downtown LA. <laughs> I would say that like out of every fist fight that occurs in America today, that like seventy percent of those people are drunk. <laughs> right. You know, like I feel like it's a very high, high number. It could be though, you know what I'm saying? Or they're on something else. When I used to go to bars all the time, I mean I would just be seeing fights every fucking night over and over. Like, right. Just normal shit. Yeah. Well, cause what it is is, you know, liquor it, it 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 brings the moment together. It makes it feel like a so now I only do it like if it's a special occasion, you know. Mm. And then ain't that much shit a special occasion to me. Mm. You know, so like everyone else will be drinking and chilling, I'll be the driver. Mm. But if I go and I'm gonna drink, I'm not gonna be the driver. I respect it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no stop signs. Ain't no red lights. <laughs> it's by drink. That's why I can't. Do I drink so today. occasionally now that it just feels weird when I do. We had a live podcast the other day. Yeah. And I had like three white claws and a fucking shot. And it was just like a fucking very foreign feeling. Like, who am I? This is a strange. And then like Bud with weed, not the 420 that just passed, but the one before that. 
I was on my gaming channel, did a 420 stream. How was it? the views go, I started getting paranoid and shit because I don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it though? I'm like, yeah, let me go get a drink real quick. And I walk off and shit start flushing shit. <laughs> did you, did you uh, did, it didn't make you want to become a more regular smoker? Nah, that's, that's why I don't smoke. Like I used to smoke back in the day, but coming home from prison, I just, I get paranoid if I smoke mm. weed. Like dead ass, like my first year and a half, that's what made me feel like the news was such a bad thing because mm. I was smoking weed when I came home. Right. And uh, literally, like, the, the fucking, it's got to be nighttime and the blinds got to be closed. I put my phone on silent. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't care who calls. I ain't answering. Like, just if I smoke the blunt, like, I just made me buggy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that's just, I don't know, after that many years without it, I guess. So I don't, I don't smoke or none of that shit. I just, that's it. I can just chill, <laughs> really. Makes sense. Um, okay. Anybody you want to thank? Any shout outs you want to send? Uh, besides just obviously subscribe to the main channel, KFrog TV, and the gaming channel? Um, Yes, well, I got, yeah, K-Frog TV, I got K-Frog Gaming, and I just want to shout out everybody that's fucking trying to do something with YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Shout mm -hmm. out to you, you know what I'm saying? No jumper, the whole, everybody in this shit, you know what I'm saying? And everyone that's keeping it real out there. I ain't really got no names that I can think of, like, mm -hmm. off the top. I don't watch YouTube like that. Oh, really? Only shit people send me. Okay. That's how I stay out of shit, so I can't really shout out one specific person that's know? the problem man i know way too much shit on youtube and i'm watching all these goddamn videos yeah like i mean occasionally <laughs> it'll be some weird shit like them dudes that are out there in the jungle digging and making things you know what i'm talking about right <laughs> they, oh i love that shit yes <laughs> they make like a jacuzzi like some weird shit like I, they dig i'll be like that shit's raw i like, was showing that to my nephews because they're like nine or eight years old or whatever and that yeah. like think about from the mind of like a little kid that's the fucking coolest thing in the world it that is. you could just dig a hole and make a house under the ground but the fact that there's so many youtube channels doing that shit is kind of mind-blowing i know and they make buku money like if you see the shit that they like their views and everything i'm like damn like they just it's unreal or they'll put the little thing in front and they'll cook on it mm. it'll be some shit you ain't never seen but you know what's funny is that that shit is going to be like the prison fucking food genre where once they've made enough houses in the ground yeah it's going to be hard to get people to pay attention to new Houses dug into I do, the ground. I do. I do actually got to shout out 1090 Jake though. Can't forget about 1090. What? Would he, oh, just in general. Yeah, I got to shout him out because you mentioned me when he. You know, what I'm saying you're the one that said he brought my name up and all that for the what's it called. So shout out to 1090. Shout I'm out proud to of boy. you. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Feel me? I'm proud of him. Shit like that. Oh, mm. big head ass. Feel me? But other than that, you know what I'm saying? That's all I can say really. Feel me? He. He. I was looking at him. And he was wearing a shiesty, like in some vlog footage or some shit. The mask that covers like your whole face. Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I won't get one. <laughs> I was like, maybe that's not made for my gigantic fucking head. I don't know. Right. It looked cool on Pooh Shiesty. It looked cool on Jake, too. And I, just, <laughs> I was just starting to think, I'm like, maybe maybe I'm too old for well, this. Well, he probably got a smaller one than he was supposed to get. You know, they usually oh, say they one sizes? fits all. No, it's usually one fits all, but maybe he had to get that custom shit. <laughs> you know I mean? Yo, I got a big ass head. Anybody I fought with 1090 though, yeah. though. I, We used to roast each other though He might look like he had a big head though But I have a fucking huge head Like I cannot wear a normal hat Right It's a it's a serious problem Yeah. Other than that though I ain't got no one else on YouTube to shout out I do want to shout out Eastside DV though Where I'm from of course For I'm, sure I'm from the east side Shout out to everybody from Broward County, Florida Where I'm from No well, doubt Tap in with my boy K-Frog Appreciate you sharing the story with me my guy Appreciate you My bro. man K-Frog no jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, all that shit. Like, comment, and subscribe, and we will be back real, real soon. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir.